welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Well, hello, friends, and we're sorry. We're about five minutes late today. We have been having some technical difficulties, and so if you've been hanging in with us, thank you so much for your patience. We want you to know that our audiovisual engineer, man extraordinaire, Jeff Smith, Jeff has done a great job getting ready. We're we're not exactly sure what the problems were, though we think we might have a – you know, well, a little bit of an idea. Culprit, it's maybe. good yeah. thing that we have Jeff Smith on our team. It is absolutely great. He makes things happen. So big thanks to Jeff, who you do not get to see on camera today, but he's over there. Um, he he reminds me of what an octopus might look like in this situation, <laughs> where you have twelve arms, only eight, but he has twelve, trying to make everything work. So yeah, thank you, working Jeff, independently of each other, all towards yes. a common goal. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, friends, welcome to the podcast for St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I am D. A. Bennett. Pastor here, along with my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes, Pastor <laughs> Stephanie. How are you doing today? I am just doing great. And I saw you gaze down at my shoes I to did. see if I'm wearing Kinda, good shoes Yeah, today. I did. I am. I'm actually wearing a, a new pair of sandals today that is so exciting because it's always good when you buy that first new pair of sandals of the season of spring. for like spring and summer because it really makes you excited about what is about to come. So our, I, I'm sure I've asked you this before, and I think I know the answer, uh-huh. but I don't remember. So I'm going to ask the question okay, again. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, so when when you buy a new pair of shoes, yeah. do you purge a pair of shoes? Yeah. Okay. Why on no earth would no, I do no that? words necessary. Your laugh says it all. No, but my, my husband laughs um, when it is time to purge the shoes. In fact, I have a great story. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for a great okay. story. So um, I'm sorry. I didn't finish my thought. When it is time to purge the shoes, <laughs> then my husband laughs because then they all end up in our bedroom outside of my closet. And it, it's like, where did those shoes come from? Well, and I say, well, they were hiding underneath all my clothes. So you just didn't even know that they were there. And and he's like, yeah, so maybe you didn't need them all. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm getting rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> now I have room for more. So I have to tell you this funny story that happened on uh, Maundy Thursday. This past Thursday uh, was really great because I wore a great pair of shoes, great pair of wedges that uh, I bought on consignment because I'm a bargain shopper. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. But that means... That's- Good stewardship. Yes, that's the that's the Christian way of saying that. Uh, but the thing I love about consignment is, well, I don't know if I love it, but uh, you never know how many people have worn the shoes yeah. before you, which we don't think about that. Well, right it's right. like bowling shoes. You <laughs> go bowling. You <laughs> never know who the last <laughs> person been, to wear your bowling who's shoes. Been were. in your bowling shoes. Uh, but this is a great pair of shoes that I don't wear very often, and it was so awesome. And so I'm getting ready for communion. Okay, so I'm in our kitchen at, at the church, and I am having to squat down on the ground to get in the lower cabinet to pull out a tray for the communion bread. And I, I try to get up, which is not as easy now that I'm in my 40s as it used to be when I was not in my 40s. <laughs> and uh, I get up, and I hear this ripping sound i'm not kidding and i at first thought it was my clothing which would have been really bad but it wasn't it was the sole of my shoe ripping away from the wedge and so i'm not kidding you so my daughter and i are in my office with staples and duct tape trying to make my shoe go back together and then it stayed throughout the service 
And after the service, my other shoe did the exact same oh, thing. Oh, my goodness. The sole ripped away from the wedge. So now I get to get new shoes. That's there you great. go. It worked out beautifully. That, that, that reminds me of a funny story. You know, my wife, Robin, does taxes, and yes. she does a lot of clergy taxes. Oh, yeah. And so yesterday, in you know closing out tax season, she was really stressed, but she started laughing. She had received a check from a pastor somewhere, I think Bentonville, Arkansas, oh, wow. or Russellville, okay. Arkansas, somewhere in Arkansas. Okay. And he had sent payment for her doing her taxes, but yeah. it, she goes, you know, I don't remember charging him that much. Uh-huh. And so he wrote a note and he said, um, you know, I, I've included an extra $20 in here. Oh. He goes, because last Sunday, which I'm guessing was Palm Sunday, uh-huh. he was preaching and his belt broke. Oh, no. And his pants were falling down. Oh, no. That's but, bad. But he wore a robe. Oh, and good. so, you know, he, he was okay. okay there. He goes, so here's an extra $20. Uh-huh. Tell your husband to go buy some suspenders so this never <laughs> happens to him. He was thinking about others. <laughs> he was. And, and, and we just got a good chuckle out of that because, like, yeah, oh. um, very rarely do we uh-huh. wear robes because yeah. I know that's your favorite Oh, thing I'm so glad we don't. Do. Although I, I might request that we wear robes if you start wearing suspenders because I don't think that would look very good. We need to cover that up. <laughs> I'll, I'll get some Mork and Mindy uh, rainbow four-inch wide suspenders. Don't you wonder how many people that are watching know what Mork and Mindy is? Jeff, do you know what Mork and Mindy is? Believe it or not, I do. See, I do too. Yeah. Nanu, nanu. But uh, yes, nanu, yeah, yes. nanu. Nan- no, that's live long and prosper. Mm, so. <laughs> so if you are watching today and you are watching live with us, comment if you know what Mork yes. and Mindy is because I would yes. love to know if you know that. And comment if you don't know what Mork and Mindy is so <laughs> we'll comment. know that we are just covering a plethora of things. So we've been doing this for five minutes now. We probably ought to get down to, to business. Uh, you can tell we're having a little Holy Week hangover yes. here and just. You know, it was. It's. I love Holy Week. Me too. Uh, you know, it's. Yes. It's busy. It's exhausting. It, yes. It's tiring, but it is at least in my experience what it's called. It is holy. It is. And you did a great job putting mm. together the Monday Thursday service, Thank especially you. with the shoe malfunctions you were having at <laughs> exactly. the time. It's tragic. Um, and then Good Friday is. Yeah. It's just a different service. It is. And someone was telling us earlier today. You know. You have your friends coming. It's like the most downer service yes, of the year. Yes, it's so somber. But, you know, but so but important. So important. Mm. And then, of course, we did the the Saturday service where we celebrated Easter. So mm. we we weren't sure how our crowds would be, and That's three so services on Sunday, and just a, a great time. And and it was really weird for me on Sunday because we were concluding the series that we've been in yes, on right. uh, clean hearts yeah. and looking at Psalm fifty one, David's Psalm of repentance. And you know, I feel like we've been going through that verse by verse, but even reading. You know, the majority of that on mm-hmm. Sunday is like, well, there's still so much stuff in I here know, right? we haven't done. And yeah. there's still verses after verse 12 that we didn't yeah. even get to. And it's, I, I actually find myself thinking we, we may have to bring it back. revisit the yeah. rest of that later in the year. It's Sometimes good. that's helpful for us. But it again, is. if you're you're new to our podcast, Psalm 51, David's Psalm of Repentance. And, and part of what I like about this psalm, because I never really studied it this way before mm-hmm. we did the series, is in his repentance, David, it, he is just empty, emptying himself mm-hmm. out. I mean, he is trying to flush all spiritual toxicity right. out of his life. But the great thing about God is God doesn't just leave us empty. God's going to fill us up. That's actually part right. of the psalm that we didn't deal with is yeah. when he says, 
you know, don't take your Holy Spirit away from yes. me. Uh, and, and we got to preach that. I mean, that's oh, just so such an important yeah. thing. Um, but in, in filling him back up, what he's asking is, God, you've got to create this clean heart in me. No, right. no more stains, no more filth, uh, a heart that's willing to be obedient to you because he knew he had walked in disobedience. Right. And with with the Easter season, part of why I felt like this was an important message is we always talk about Jesus coming out of the grave. But for us human beings, uh, we have to admit, and I think David was, stuck in a rut. Yes. And definitely. one of the things we wanted to proclaim is good news because we know people are coming who uh, maybe, honestly, maybe they haven't been to right. Church since Christmas Eve or mm-hmm. maybe the Easter before. Right. And yet maybe they've had that fire and that joy of salvation somewhere, mm-hmm. and and it, that fire right. has faded, right. and and they've just gotten in a rut. And it, I think it's just so important that we know there's not a rut that we can find ourselves in that God's not able to get us out of. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if He can raise Jesus from the dead, He's more than capable mm-hmm. to raise us to new life too. Right. I think it's so important that 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 is a reminder for us on Easter, and and even though it's kind of a um, it's almost like when you say it, you're like, well, yeah, I get I, that. Of course, that makes sense. But so many of us forget that. We forget that the power that it takes to raise Jesus from the dead is powerful and it's still alive now mm-hmm. and and that we have that same power that lives in us and and that's where i think people just make the disconnect they think that that, that was an event that happened 2000 years ago it's not um it, while it's relevant and and pertinent for our salvation today we forget that we have access to that same power and that that nothing is impossible for god so when when our problem seems so big and so huge we need that perspective to say Here's what God can do. My problems are not as big as they seem to right. be because God is so much bigger. Well, and and that's part of the message of Easter is what happens on Friday and mm-hmm. and we're we're fortunate because we know the whole story. Right. But what happens on Friday when all was lost? I mean, for for those closest to Jesus, you know, he had given their lives meaning and mm-hmm. they had a message to proclaim about the kingdom of God and the yeah. the mission they had to heal the sick, cleanse the skins yeah. of lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. And and now all of that feels lost. Yeah. But but it, it comes back with Jesus. And, and that's not even the ultimate expression of power. We're right. going to get that in another six weeks right. when we get to, to Pentecost. Pentecost yeah. but, but when I think of Jesus being in the grave, one of my favorite songs uh, is a song called uh, Love Crucified Arose oh, yeah, uh, yeah, by yeah. Michael Card. Yeah, so and good. years ago, in 1983, I just graduated from college and went to day spring camp where yeah. we continue to send our senior high students today. Mm-hmm. And Michael Card was a guest artist. He was doing a concert. And that was his big song yes. at the time. Uh, and I remember he was playing it, and then he just stopped because of part of the lyrics he wrote. And he said, he goes, just think of this. He goes, you know, Jesus' heart, he was holding his hand. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Jesus' heart was beating, and when he died, his heart stopped. Uh-huh. But the heart that sin and sorrow broke is beating oh, once again. And, and so, so if, 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 if God can raise Jesus from the dead, uh-huh. whatever hole we're in, he can get us out of, mm-hmm. and, and let's be honest, a lot of times uh, we find ourselves in a hole because we had a shovel. Oh. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> yes. we, we dug that hole We're for ourselves, yep. and, and we, we got ourselves in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and, beloved, when, when that happens, 
God can get you out of that hole. Yeah. Doesn't matter how deep, doesn't matter how hopeless your situation is. Yeah. If he can raise Jesus from the dead, he can raise you to new life also. And, and that's what I love is this whole idea of new life. But yeah. before we get there, yeah. Yeah. let's look at the other part that David said. And this mm-hmm. is Psalm 51, verse 12, where he says, you know, restore unto me the joy of salvation. That was a rut mm-hmm. he was in. He had lost his connection with God. Yeah. He had lost the joy of his salvation. But he says... Uh, and make me willing to obey you again. I love that phrase. Make yeah. me willing to obey you. You know, because sometimes we get in a rut and we know we're in a rut. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. kind of like it down here. <laughs> I mean, it, I feel disconnected from you. That's kind of a bummer. Kind of lost the joy of my uh-huh. salvation. But uh, but I'm comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I, comfortable I don't know that there. I'm willing to do anything to change my circumstances. Uh-huh. And and David was. You yeah. Know, he he yeah. knew what he had lost, and he knew that obedience was going to be the safeguard to help him from losing his spiritual passion. Yeah. That, you know, again, however people have described it, and, and I certainly don't have the, the answer of all answers, you know, sure. whether David was depressed or whether he was burned out right, or having a right. midlife crisis, you know, whatever yeah. it might have been. It, it was clear he had lost his spiritual passion. He yeah. kind of settled for, you know, laissez-faire mm-hmm. status quo, and, and, and that happens to us. And one of the things I think can happen that gets us to the place of status quo Mm -hmm. is doing the things we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so a question, maybe some of y'all have this question. I always try to think of questions that I think might come up in sermons. Mm -hmm. And the question I wrote is, so how can we keep our spiritual disciplines? How can we do those things that draw us close to Christ? And at the same time, not get in a rut where we lose our spiritual passion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think w- with uh, stuff in my life, I have I have always thought that something new helps to revive passion, right? right. So, um, like when I was young, my dad got us the three kids in my family um, and my siblings got us uh, the NIV Bible for confirmation. Mm-hmm. So that's what I read every night for I don't know till I graduated high school. And I remember having read it so much that, like, when you'd reread it, it was just kind of, there it is again. Yeah, you know, same old you words. just kind of lose that passion. So, uh, one of the things I did was I looked up a different translation. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to get a Bible and another translation and start reading it. And, and you know, it's still accurate. It's still theologically correct. It's still good, but it just awakens something new in you to read it in a different way. Same is true of when, you know, if you've always done things a certain way with your spiritual disciplines where you do it always in the morning, but you just kind of have gotten into a rut with it. Maybe you change it up and you start doing it at night. You start doing it with your family. You get with somebody else, a friend or a person, and begin to read with them so you have perspective. But I just think, you know, discipline can can be done in a variety of ways. Right. And so changing it up a little bit, I think, is good. What about you? I, 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 two things that you said that spark interest in me. Mm-hmm. One is, is like you, I have to read different translations. Yeah. Uh, I remember years ago I was talking to a friend and they were reading it wasn't really a translation. It was more of a paraphrase. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I don't even like that. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't, right. wouldn't read that. And her response was, I have to read it in this because I'm too familiar with the with words. The other. And yeah. so when I read it in this way, it gives me a different understanding. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that is something. I mean, obviously, I believe we teach, we preach, mm-hmm. read the word, yes. meditate yes. on the word. Definitely. and And sometimes... 
you know, again, I, I believe that when we're, we're not spiritually motivated, our discipline can take over and yeah. we keep doing it because we have that discipline. Right. But also realize that discipline can get us in a rut. And at this point, and, and, and honestly, this is one of the things I think that's helpful in our yeah. friendship and uh-huh. our collegiality yeah. is sometimes you need a journey with somebody else. Yeah, true. And true. Uh, to have someone, you know, iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. or, or, you know, and, and that can be good iron sharpens good iron or it can be a different kind of iron that right. you know people make you think of things differently <laughs> right exactly uh, not not to shake up your world but to say okay this is what i believe this person doesn't believe mm. this so i i just find yeah. having relationships and a spiritual journey mm. with other people is very helpful and i'm not saying that we disagree <laughs> right no we, we may disagree some but we're mostly He's the good iron i'm agreement. the not good iron <laughs> i ironed work. this morning <laughs> <laughs> Which thing. is not really a joke. I did that this morning. You. You're very disciplined. <laughs> well, Jonathan had uh, to get his picture taken in his robe for graduation. Oh. I said, do you need your iron robe, robe iron? He goes, yeah. Yes. Well, hurry oh, up and get it down here. You are a good dad. <laughs> well, one of the other things that I think of with that discipline is prayer can be the same way. Because obviously right. prayer is a, is a great discipline to have. But uh, I think a lot of times, I remember this as a young mom. When my kids were young and I would try to get a little time away to pray and focus. I would either fall asleep or I would get interrupted. And so I finally um, took on the discipline of prayer journaling so that Mm -hmm. I had to write it down as I'm praying. And that really helped me a lot because it helped me to stay focused. And it's easier to say to someone, I'm... I'm doing this right now. Yeah. You know, give me a little time till I'm done. So I just think looking at those things and and doing that, changing things up really, really helps with the discipline. Another thing I was thinking about while you were talking earlier, when you said we knew the end of the story, we know right. the end of the story. The disciples did not know right. the end of the story. So I had this thought uh, when you said that about Jesus had given them these commands to mm-hmm. heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and, and cast out demons yeah. and raise the dead. So they had just, they'd come off of doing all these incredible things. Yeah. And then their leader is dead. And we see that they they gather a lot in this room behind locked doors, <laughs> right? Scared that they're, they're going to be next. Right, they're terrified. And I wish uh, that the gospel writers would have given us a little more insight into what they were talking about because really the only thing we see is that jesus comes in says peace be with you and talks to thomas Mm -hmm. who was doubting but i wish that we could have been a part of those conversations because as i think about it for myself i think are you are you trying to strategize about what you're going to do next number one but then are you trying to decide whether or not you are crazy because they just experienced all these things and now he's gone. So then when I think about discipline, were they having conversations about, okay, we're going to go out and we're still going to do the things he told us to do, even though he's not here anymore. Or like Peter, are we just going to go back to our old life? We're just going to go back fishing again and and abandon all of the things that we just did for the last three years. It's just a very eye-opening thought No, I love that because so often I try to think of the what-ifs that Scripture doesn't tell us. And, and you know, we believe that they were human beings pretty much like we are. And so it's like... (laughs) When you're saying, you know, were they strategizing? I'm yeah. thinking, no, they were blaming each other. Right, probably. You know, it, was, so. it, was, it was your, your fault. fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you had just done this, yeah. and they wouldn't have arrested Jesus. And, yeah. and why, why was I the only one packing heat? You know, Peter, why was I the only one with a sword? Man, I, yeah. if, if we'd all had a sword, we, we could have taken, taken we, him down. We, yeah. we, we might have lost you, John, because you're young. But <laughs> Right. 
Yeah, they but, probably but were. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. <laughs> what were you afraid of? I mean, and, yeah. and and when our leader's taken away, sometimes that's what we do. Yeah. We, we, we get to blaming. And mm-hmm. fortunately, uh, it wasn't such a rut. I think that it, mostly it was disbelief. Of course, they would know, have had to shock, have been. Yeah. Uh, the grief, the trauma, which... You know, again, to see Jesus alive again, to to see him interacting with them, to see him, here, let me cook some breakfast for you, and and let's eat this together. Yeah. Uh, It's just really amazing. It's just pretty awesome. Did I see Jeff? Jeff is giving us the high sign. Do we have a question? He's giving y'all the time. We're at 20 minutes. So Are we kind of behind here? We a little would bit, have just but. been talking and talking and talking. Yeah, yeah. Is there something Don't. else we're supposed to? Say? I mean, Jesus rose from the dead. Did we say that yet? <laughs> That's the important part. So the, the the great news, and thanks for getting us back on track. We're we're That's having right. a good we're time again. Going. Kind of a little Holy Week hangover we're, we're having here. Um, the, the important thing about Easter for us mm-hmm. is what Jesus did for the twelve. Mm-hmm. Jesus did, and I don't know that we often think about this. Jesus did it for Pilate. Yeah. He did it for Barabbas. Yes. He did it for the soldiers that were nailing him to the cross or the the soldiers that that whipped him. Jesus was doing it all for them. Because when we say that salvation is available to all people, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we mean. And this whole idea of restore to me the joy Mm -hmm. of your salvation The word restore means the return of that which is taken away. Yeah. I mean, the first house Robin and I bought was built in like the 1920s, and mm. we had to restore things, and yeah. we were so excited at how beautiful it was, how good it looked. Yeah. I didn't say it in the sermon, but my wedding gift to uh, Robin when we got married was I had found a trunk that belonged to my grandmother. Mm. It was in the farmhouse. My grandfather had sold the farm, you know, because he'd outlived all his friends. But I, I got this trunk, and I stripped it. And I refinished it, and oh, that wow. was my gift to her. It still sits in our yeah, bedroom. Yeah, I love that. And I, I loved how you brought this up because it really is the story of of all time. Because we, what Jesus was restoring to us was God's original intent for us yes. to be perfectly united with God, which we see in the garden at the very beginning. Right. Then it all fell. Jesus restores it, but but it won't be fully restored until we see Christ come again. Right. And so I love this, that it spans all of history. And David is saying this, you know, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. And and Jesus is doing that for us for all time, to restore to us what we lost in the fall and then what we have to look forward to in the future. It's just beautiful. Yeah, Easter and, message. and we lost it in the fall, and sometimes we lose it today. I mean, mm-hmm. our, our theology is that uh, just as a person has accepted the grace yeah. of God, sometimes we turn around and, and we, reject it, right. and that gets us in the rut. It's, it's that whole struggle we have with sinfulness yeah. ever since the first part of Genesis. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the good news is Jesus rose from the dead to restore life, to begin to fix uh, what was broken, which is repair, but even to no spots, no blemishes. Yeah. This is my bride. I love you. Yes. And I'm here for you. Oh, so, it's so good. So you have any closing thoughts today? Well, just to say to everybody, happy Easter. And I hope that you have just a wonderful, wonderful week and weekend. And, and we just would look forward to seeing you in church always. We love seeing you here.
And we start a new series this Sunday. It's like, so now that we've been restored and we are new, what does it look like to be yes. a new creation? A new creation. So join us this Sunday, 8.15, 9.30, 10.50. You can join us online at 8.15 and 10.50 as well. And thanks for joining us today for being a part of our Easter hangover. We appreciate that so much. <laughs> and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.